Good evening, Mervra Baisai, and a Freilich and Hanukkah to all. The first night of Hanukkah, the first Lechtele, one candle was lit tonight. And uh, we're continuing here in our Sefer Chavis Avavis Cheshben HaNefesh, HaCheshben HaShmeinah, the 18th. And the 18th, wouldn't you know it, it ties in so well to the whole idea of Hanukkah. And Parshish Mikates, which is this Shabbos. And this Cheshben is that the Parashman a person makes with himself Be'ez Kavhusa his Gadlo. And a person, when he feels he's being successful and he's rising in his success in this world, his great ambitions and dreams in this world. And at that moment, he may think, you know, this is, this is uh, pretty good of me. This is my doing, and I see I'm successful. And at that moment, a person could think, yeah, he deserves to be successful. He, he has earned it. He, uh, he has put in a, a, a lot of good hard work and effort. And uh, indeed, he, he could expect to be successful. At that moment, says Chavis a person should try to get in his mind a humbling thought. Make sure that he puts things in perspective. He should learn Shara Kniya. He should go back to the sixth Shara, learn Shara Kniya, the Shara, the gate of humility. And we explained this whole idea last time about when we feel in control, when we feel very powerful over other areas of creation, at that moment we realize that Hashem has done everything for me. And we continue along now in the next paragraph, the histakelochi. Person should see to it, kama ergochanikla. Really, how inherently, intrinsically, we're very low, the inyanucha nivze. We're really despicable in our own right as mortal beings. But the kama gidelcha how much the Akkadish Baruch, the Creator, has exalted you, has made you great. And Hashem doesn't need you. It's not like He needs you and and Kaviyokal, well, I better do this for this person because I need Him to do such and such. Or I need Him to do my Ratzin. Hashem doesn't need any of us. And quite the opposite. We need HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything. We need His Hashgacha. We need His divine intervention. We need him controlling and orchestrating everything for us. But it's an amazing thing, even though Hashem doesn't need us, but Hashem gives us this crown. He crowns us with abilities. He crowns us with success. And we should take that into perspective. Number one, Hashem has made us successful and given us a, a crown, given us success in this world. He's exalted us in this world. He's even made us great to an extent in this world. And the ultimate great reward which is going to be stored away, waiting for us in the next world. How? When we attach ourselves in His service, 
in doing Avedas Hashem, and in praising Him. Interesting. Both. We have to, number one, the, the call of duty of the of the Yid in this world is number one, to do Avedas Hashem, number two, to always remember to praise Hashem. And let's uh, pause for a moment to see how this really ties into the whole Hanukkah story and the whole saga with Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik is called a Nar. He's been Shva Esrei Shana. We read last yesterday's parsha. He's 17 years old. He's still a child. He's still immature. Still needs upbringing. But yet, he's accosted by his brothers and sold into slavery. A young boy, ah, terrible, stripped away from his father. He was the Ben Zikunim. His father, Yaakov, is teaching him everything. He was the apple of his eye. And at 17, Vahunar, he's a young boy, he's a lad still. He's sold away into slavery from one group to another group and finally ends up in Mitzrayim. And not in the best of surroundings by Paitifar. He himself had his issues and his wife tempted Yosef on a daily basis. And this was his environment. And he was a slave to them. He worked as a servant for them. And then tries to do the right thing. And not only that, he, he withstands this tremendous pressure of giving in with Asia's by Tifar. And what does he get in, in return? What is the great word? You would think, ah, Hashem would go, wow, I see you're so strong, Yezip. That's it. I'm going to send a magic carpet down to Mitzrayim, put you on it, and fly you back to your father's house. You, you, you're, you're just tremendous. You're called a tzaddik. Just from this, the Chazal tell us, from this tremendous heroic strength of restraint, from running away, she grabbed his garment and he left the garment with her and he ran out. Wow, tremendous restraint. Hashem should have sent him down and said, we're sending him back in a magic carpet. What happens to him instead? He gets thrown into a prison. Could you imagine? It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. You think we do the right thing. Hashem, I'm doing exactly what you want me to do. And Hashem says, throw him into a prison. And Yosef, as the altar of Kelam points out in one place, that you see the tremendous chinuch that went into Yosef from his father Yaakov in those short 17 years, where the Torah tells us he's still a child. He still could use more chinuch. But yet you see how strong he was in his conviction, in his chinuch that he received from his father, that it lasted all of those years, through those trials and tribulations, through the ten years in prison, plus another two years, and then finally, we come to this week's parsha. It was the end of another two long years that Yosef's in the prison, and Pari is having these dreams coming again and again, and he's asking all of his advisors, the best that he has in Egypt, please interpret this dream. It's, it's hounding me. No one's giving him an answer. Finally, 
he threatens his advisors that if somebody doesn't come up with someone who can interpret this, in, off with your heads. At that moment, the Sarah Mashkim says, oh, you know, I remember something a couple of years ago when I myself was there, and he approaches Pari and says, I remember I was in prison, and there was this, there was this Jew boy over there, and uh, he seemed to have something about interpreting dreams. Pari says, quickly, get him out of the thing. It says, quickly, they rushed him out of the prison. The Torah says they rushed him out of the prison. They put him on proper clothing to stand before a king. He took a shave. He's standing before the king. And Pare says to him, Young man, I hear that you speak the word of God. I hear you know how to interpret dreams. And this is Yosef's response, a one-word response to the most powerful king in all of civilization at the time. And this is his chance, finally. Finally, someone is on his side. It's 22 years. The brothers were against him. He sold him to slavery. His master can't stand him. His mistress tries to tempt him. He gets thrown into a prison. And this is finally his chance to say, Yes, Your Highness, what can I do for you? And instead, what does he say? He utters one word from his mouth. Pari says, I hear you not interpret dreams. And Yosef says, Bil Odai. It's not my Chochmah. No, it's not me. Bil Odai. It's not me. He was so ingrained, says the author of Kelim, it was so ingrained in him. If someone wants to credit you with something that you don't deserve credit, someone says, This was your success. You're great. You have this crown of interpreting dreams, most of us would say, yep, that's me, you got the right person. If we were a little humble, we would say, well, I mean, you could say that. I mean, people say that about me, I do know how to dip. And Yosef says to Pare, no. It's almost saying, contradicting him. No, you say, I know how to, you're not interpreting dreams. No, it's not me. The, 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 the Targum says, it's not my wisdom. He was so ingrained to say, this is not Yosef couldn't hear those words, you're the one who's successful. It's not me. Hashem does everything. That's what he says. God could interpret and make peace with Pari. And if he so sees fit to put it through my, my mouth, then I can do that. This is Yosef at Tzadik. And this is what he's talking about, when a person feels success and he's, he's risen to power and he's given this, uh, this recognition and put on a pedestal, at that moment he has to understand, it's not me. It's only Hashem doing it. And that's why, getting to the story of Hanukkah, that's exactly why the Hashemanoim was successful. In the Siddur Agro, it says, we know that we're Rabbim Ma'atim, and it was the Giboyrim Biyad Chaloshim. And it was particularly because they felt they were weak. They felt that they are not capable on their own of doing anything, especially against this great army. But because they knew they're weak, it's only if Hashem makes us successful, Hashem can give us as much strength as Hashem has. And therefore, we ourselves are weak. 
It was Giberim Yad Chaloshim. It was Rabbim Yad Matim. We're very, very few. We're very weak. And because they had that humility, they knew that it's not our fight. We're fighting for Hashem. And therefore we can go into it. Once they came to the realization it wasn't it wasn't our own strength and the might of our hand, then they're able to go fight. That's what the whole the the idea of Hanukkah is. That we realize it's only Hashem who does everything in this world. And whenever a person says, oh, I've done this, I've done that, it's my success, it's my power of my hand, then it's taking the credit for himself. That's what Chavisavav is saying over here. Person should give credit where credit is due, and that's to Hashem. We're going to say in Hallelujah, this is also the Alta of Kelm points out, Yimin Hashem Reimeimo, Yimin Hashem Oisachoyim. The double Lushen, why two expressions? That's Yimin, it's the hand, it's the right hand of Hashem, Reimeimo, that's exalted when he does open miracles, and it's Yimin Hashem Oisachoyim, it's that Hashem is also the one who makes all successes even when it's not overt, even when it's hidden. This is the nace of Hanukkah. Hashem says, I do open miracles, and then there are many times when I do hidden miracles, but it's all miracles. And he says, just in closing over here, the altar, altar of Kelm says, you know, I never understood this so well, and it never dawned upon me. He says, I'm saying this bracha so many years through every Hanukkah. Hashem does miracles in those days, in these times. He says, I never understood what that means. He's saying the same Nisim, the same miracles that Hashem performed then for our ancestors in those days, but they were open miracles. He continues to do the same miracles in today's time. Right now, in this time. Tavshin Pei Beis, 5782, the same miracles, only it's hidden. But it's all miracles. It's all Hashem's doing. And therefore, when we get to a point where we feel we're being successful ourselves, we have to come to the realization, don't fall into that trap to think that it's that it's my ability and the strength of my hand that's that's giving me the success. It's Hashem who's giving the success. And that's why the Chashmanoim, the Maccabees, Maccabee doesn't mean they had great muscular strength and war tactics. Maccabee stands for me, Hashem, who's strong like you, Hashem. That's what the Maccabees were. And therefore they were successful. When we come to that realization, we realize that that is where our success lies. Just when we are when we cling to Hashem's also a theme of Hanukkah. Then we're always ready to thank Hashem. And Haidah has two meanings to it. Haidah means thanks and Haidah also means admission. I admit because both words are the same. When we admit that it wasn't me, when we admit it was someone else, then we give thanks to that person. We can only thank a person because we admit it wasn't us and we have to thank somebody else. That's the maidim that we say every day. We admit that it's you, Hashem. And therefore, therefore we're ready to thank you and, and praise, give you a praise. So that's what the theme of Hanukkah is also. 
Because when we realize that all the success comes from Hashem, then we cling to His Avaida, we're ready to thank Hashem and praise Him where the praise is due. A friend of Chanukah, I go to Nacht.